this. It says, clap your hands, all you nations. Shout to God with cries of joy. For the Lord Most High is awesome, the great King over all the earth. He subdued nations under us, peoples under our feet. He chose our inheritance for us, the pride of Jacob, whom he loved. God has ascended amid shouts of joy. The Lord amid the sounding of trumpets. Sing praises to God. Sing praises. Sing praises to our King. Sing praises. For God is the King of all the earth. Sing to him a psalm of praise. God reigns over the nations. God is seated on his holy throne. The nobles of the nations assemble as the people of the God of Abraham. For the kings of the earth belong to God. He is greatly exalted. Okay, a little congregation participation for the sermon today. You ready? If you're happy and you know it, clap your hands. If you're happy and you know it, clap your hands. If you're happy and you know it, then you might as well show it. If you're happy and you know it, clap your hands. How many of you did that? I am, I, I hate to be pessimistic, but I would guess that less than 50% of our online audience uh, just clapped your hands. Why? I, I suppose there's multiple reasons, same reasons why maybe not everybody's going to do that here when we have in-person worship either. Uh, but maybe we just think, yeah, I'm a little too mature for that. that that's childish uh, to clap our hands. Maybe we're, we're saying, well, I'm a little bit more realistic than that. I look at the crazy year that 2020 is or maybe how crazy this month has been. And I, I'm more willing to stop my feet than to clap my hands. Or, or maybe I'm just not real comfortable with it. Um, I'm not used to doing something like that. Okay, yeah, let the children's, uh, for the children's message, have the kids clap their hands. Yeah, let them play. Uh, for the adult message, nah, I'm just going to, I'm just going to pause a bit. Play or pause? That's the question today. And when you think about it, there's when it, so many things in life, there's, there's a fine line between playing and pausing. There's a fine, sometimes just a, it takes just a little bit uh, to get us to cross the line from hanging back, from pausing, to playing. And I even think of that with, I was just looking at the remote control here, and I'm curious that the, the pause button is the exact same button as the play button. They're so closely related, so closely tied together. What about when it comes to praising God? You know, I think there's just a fine line between our pause and our praise there, too. That we get caught up in some things that we, we say, ah, hold back, I'm not going to praise God right now, I'm going to pause. But then there's other times in life where we, we just always got to praise God. Well, the psalmist today, Psalm 47, uh, a psalm that we're going to look at on this Christ the King Son, he says, you know what? Don't ever, don't ever press pause when it comes to our praise for God. Uh, he starts off by saying exactly what I just had you do. He says, clap your hands, shout for joy. And then he, he says four times in one verse later on, sing praises, sing praises, sing praises, sing praises. Why? Why should we clap? Why should we shout? Why should we sing, 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 sing? Praises, 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 praises. Well, the whole rest of the psalm gives us his reason why we should always press play and never press pause 
when it comes to our praises. And the very first reason that he states is, you know why we should never press pause when it comes to praising God? Because God is awesome. Yep, that's it. God is awesome. Do you believe that? Do you live like that? You know, I will admit that all too often I don't stand in awe of God. Maybe I get caught up in my own world too much. Maybe I just make God smaller than he is. Maybe I just become too comfortable with God. He's always there, so he loses a little bit of that luster, a little bit of that awesomeness. Or, or maybe we say, you know what, I would think God would be a lot more awesome if, if he would do things and act like he did in Bible times. If he did these tremendous miracles and if he and if he created some, you know, some great victories in war and that type of thing, oh yeah, then I would stand in awe of him. Or, or maybe even like the setting for Psalm 47, we do not know with absolute certainty what led the psalmist to write this psalm. There's lots of indication that it is, is tied to an event that happened in 2 Chronicles chapter 20, where the king, or where, where, where three enemies are, are verging together, to, to fight Israel. And the king doesn't know exactly what he should do, but very wisely, he prays. And you know what the Lord says to him? He says, hey, don't worry. I've got this. This isn't your battle. It's mine. And sure enough, the next morning, they go out to the desert, which would be the battlefield. And what do they find? They found that those three converging armies turned on each other. They slaughtered one another. So that by the time Israel got there, all they saw was dead bodies lying on the ground. And they got to pick up the plunder. In fact, it tells us there that they, it took them three days to pick up the plunder. There was so much there. And, and you know, it says that they erupted into shouts of joy. And, and maybe that's where this psalm comes from. That, that God just showed that, that he, in fact, was in control. I mean, that's awesome. And, and I don't know, I, I mean, I struggle sometimes of, of describing how awesome God is because I can't fathom it myself. I think sometimes we, we look at things like nature and we say, oh, look at the stars, isn't God awesome? Or we, or we hear that howling wind that, that rushed through here, you know, just huge 50, 60, 70 mile an hour gusts this week. And, and, we, and we know that God can still those storms and he can calm the wind and the waves. We say, wow, God is awesome. But, but the truth remains that we cannot fully comprehend how awesome he is. Anything that I say is going to come short of, of really showing what kind of how awesome, how big God is. And that's okay. Because if I had the perfect adjective for him, if I could put him into my way of thinking, he really wouldn't be that much of a God at all. He'd be on my level. I don't want a God that that's at our level. So it's okay uh, to, be, to be, not be able to totally fathom just how big he is, how awesome he is. But just, you know, we, we echo the words of the psalm. said, the Lord Most High is awesome. And that gives us every reason to sing to, and to clap and to shout. That gives us every reason to play and not press pause when it comes to our praises. For he is the king of all the earth. And that really gets to the second point that the psalmist gives us. Not only is God awesome, which really stresses his character, right? Or his person. What is also special about God is this fact that he is a king, that he reigns, which more stresses his position, his activity. And now there's a slight difference, a slight 
difference in, in the comforts of those two things. The fact that God is big and awesome, you know, assures us, gives us reason to praise today because we know that God is so big, there's nothing our God cannot do. But the fact that he's king also shows us that he is in a position to put that awesomeness into practice. That wisdom, that power that he has is the awesome God. Maybe, maybe think about it this way. So we live in Reno, if you're joining us online. Uh, we live in Reno, but it's the same for your city. Is that Maybe you don't like the way that everything runs in your city. So if we don't like every way, thing, every way that Reno runs, then maybe we say, man, I got some good ideas on how we can improve the way our city is run. And maybe you even have the skills to implement those ideas. However... You're not in a position to do anything about it. Your voice is not able to be heard. What God is, see, not only does God have all this power, all this might, all this awesomeness, he's in a position as king over all the earth to put that into practice. And, and, and note here when it talks about Jesus as king, or God is king here. It says he reigns over the nations. God is seated on his holy throne. Do you notice something about the tense of those verbs? Present tense. God is seated. God does reign. And that's a wonderful reminder for us as well. You know, I, I, I'm almost sick of hearing about it, but I've heard so much. Oh, I can't wait to 2021. You know, as if the flip of a calendar makes things better. 2021, who's going to be king in 2021? Christ. Who was king in 2019? Christ. Well, guess who's king in 2020? Christ. Christ is still in control today. Christ is still, you know, has the whole world in his hands today. And... And that gives us reason that, that he wasn't just reigning way back then. He's not just going to reign when he comes back to judge the, the living and the dead. The fact that our God is reigning today gives us every reason to press play and not pause when it comes to singing our praises to him. But not only, you know, he, he just outlines it so beautifully in the song. Not only does, does God reign over all the earth, not only does he reign over us, it also says here that he reigns for us. Where does it say that? Look again at that, that kind of that key verse where, where it just says, hey, we have every reason where he just is so repetitive. Sing praises, sing praises, sing praises, sing praises. Again, it says, sing praises to God, sing praises, sing praises to our king, sing praises. Do you see the little pronoun there? Sing praises to our Don't miss the beauty or the comfort of those little words. I think it's easy for us to say, yeah, God's in control. But it's my God, my King, who is in control. He is, he is ruling for me. He is ruling for my benefit. He is ruling for your benefit. What a beautiful thing. I mean, it's appropriate that today is called Christ the King Sunday because, you know, we are stressing that of all the things in the world, there is only one King. Christ is the King who controls all things. But you could drift just as easily and find comfort in this that say, Christ is, today is Christ my King Sunday. And now 
Now, what does that mean for my daily life? I mean, there are so many applications that I don't, I, I don't even know where to start. But one thing that's often on people's hearts and minds these days is, is money, right? We are getting towards the end of the year and utility bills are rising again and, and our credit cards bills are going up because we're buying all these Christmas stuff online and Amazon is so convenient as we're, as we're locked in our homes. And we maybe worry about those things. And yet we have this reminder here that um, because Christ is our king, he, you know, he is, he is working the global economy for your benefit. Or I think of our health. So much of our attention has been on our health these last couple months and especially this last few weeks. And we feel like it is completely out of our hands, and it is. You know, we, we can, oh, we can take some safety precautions and we can, you know, we can exercise and we can diet and all that stuff. But sometimes we can't help. We can't help catching certain diseases. And yet, the fact that Christ, God who reigns over all the earth, is my king, assures me that all of medical science is working together for my good. You know, we could go on with a whole bunch of other examples. No matter what's worrying you today, you fill in the blank. Know that the king of the earth, over all the earth, is your personal king. He rules over everything, and when I say everything, I mean everything. He rules over everything with you personally in mind. Talk about a reason to keep pressing play and not pause when it comes to our praise. There it is. Now there's a few more things, a few more beautiful truths outlined in this psalm that I just want to share with you today. It says, yes, Christ is ruling for you. But do you know that this also says that Christ is ruling with you? Yeah. With you. I mean, look what it says here. It says, he subdued nations under us. People under our feet. He makes us as kings. Now, you, you might think, well, uh, this is only talking about the nation of Israel. No, because later on he talks about the people of, God, of the God of Abraham. The peoples of God. The people who believe in God. That's you. That's me. Uh, so, so, so when he talks about people, things being placed under our feet, that, that we become rulers, that we reign, uh, this is very clearly a promise to you. And if you don't believe me from Psalm 47, just look at other sections of Scripture. There are so many times that Scripture emphasizes that you and I are royalty because Christ is king. I mean, you think of that, but you are chosen people, a royal priesthood. Right? I think of a conversation that Jesus had with his, his disciples. Uh, Luke 22, I confer on you a kingdom. So what's going to happen? You're going to sit and eat and drink at my table, and you are going to sit on thrones. Or, or 2 Timothy 2 uh, says something like this. It says, if we endure, we will also reign with him. Or, or 1 Corinthians talks, 1 Corinthians 6, talks about how we're going to judge other people. We're even going to judge angels. I, when the Bible says, or, or I shouldn't say when the Bible, but you know what? Well, the Bible uses this phrase too, King of Kings. And we hear that in a lot of Christmas songs as well. Do you know who that's talking about? Who are the small K kings in that title? That's, 
That's not the kings of this world, that Jesus just is bigger and better than all the other kings of this world. That is you. That's a compliment, that he is the king among kings, that you are royalty with God. I mean, it even came in our last hymn. We just sang before, if you were able to join us for the whole service, crown him with many crowns. And that last verse goes, crown him, ye kings. Crown him, you kings, with many crowns. You, you are the king that God has placed a crown on your head because he's the crown. He's wearing the crown of heaven. Your royalty, man, if that doesn't give us another reason to, to sing praises today, to keep on praising God, there it is. And, and there's one more reason, one more thought that I just want to glean from these words here. Is Maybe it's the most common is why. Why does Jesus do this? Why does, why does Christ reign over us? Why does Christ reign for us? Why does Christ reign with us? Well, that's spelled out for us here, too, where it says this. It says, he chose our inheritance for us, the pride of Jacob, whom he loved. Ever hear a mom or a dad or a grandpa and grandma talk about their kid or grandkids? Oh, yeah, they're my pride and joy. No matter what you've done. That's what our Savior says about you. You are his pride and his joy, whom he loves. That is the reason. That is the reason why he does why, what he does. That is the reason why he descended from that throne of heaven, first of all, to come to this earth and to suffer the torments of hell in our place. That is why he, he temporarily exchanged a crown of glory for a crown of thorns, like we heard in our gospel lesson for today. That is why he prepares an inheritance, gets a place ready for us in, in heaven, in eternity. Because you, you, fellow royalty, are his pride and his joy. That is how God looks at you. Christ the King is reigning over you, for you, and with you because he simply loves you. Just let that sink in. I mean, he could be reigning as a, as a dictator for his own benefit, but he chooses to reign for your benefit, no matter what's going on in your life. Because he loves you. And so, yeah, sing praises. Sing praises to our God. Sing praises to our King. Sing praises. Never press pause when it comes to your praises. You know, and, I, and maybe that's so fitting for us to consider today. Because with the pandemics, pandemic stats, you know, still going up, there is speculation that many will not be able to gather in-person worship anymore. And, and the fact that you're watching this online probably, or maybe at least indicates that you've already pressed pause when it comes to your in-person worship, and that's fine. But whether we're in-person or we're not, my prayer today is that we see we never have reason to press pause for our praise whether it's in our homes, whether it's in the car driving around, whether it's in church. So you have Christ. 
who is king, ruling over all things for your benefit. You have Christ who is ruling for you, over you, with you, because he loves you. So never, never press pause when it comes to your praise because Christ, Christ the King, Christ my King, is always King.